Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. If you love Wisdom's Echo and want to invest in the lives of our speakers, head to patreon.com slash wisdoms echo, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help us deliver the same impactful content you enjoy. Greetings, everyone. This is Liam O'Brien. Today, I want to talk to you about your path to destiny and growing up in God. This is one of my favorite topics to encourage people around because it is a place that I've observed where many of us can get shipwrecked. And I think that's largely from not having a, a broader perspective of the way that the Lord works in our lives. So to kick off, I'm sure many of us have read or heard verses like 2 Timothy 2.3 where it says, Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Or James 1, 2, 2 through 3, where it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So today I really want to connect the purpose of verses like this with our destiny. And I believe we all have a calling, we all have a purpose, we all have a destiny in God, we all have something that the Lord has put inside of us and destined inside of us. And that some of us may have received prophetic words that really resonated with us or called called something alive in us, or some of us may feel called in a certain area or, or something that breaks our heart or something, an injustice or something we're drawn to. And this isn't necessarily about uh, doing something the size of what you feel your destiny, be that large or small. I think that's that's a very personalized thing between you and the Lord. And, and there's nothing, I don't believe, that's more significant or less significant in that which you feel inside of you that the Lord's called you and purposed for you to do. But what I really want to discuss is what is between where you are and walking in the fullness of your destiny? What, what, is, what, what is between those two points, so to speak? And I think when we look at it, or we can easily see that from a world's perspective, and the world has different sort of takes on some of these, but I really want to draw on where I see in Scripture and where I really want to encourage us to journey between those two points well with the Lord. And it's not necessarily a, it's not a linear line between point A and point B. It's often more a line that goes uh, via a lot of different points along the way to arrive there at your destiny. And it isn't necessarily a rival point. I, I really see a lot of these things as continual points on our journey and we, we, we get to a point uh, which is a part of our destiny and then another part unfolds or we see another something else is called out or called up inside of us and then that unfolds and that unfolds and there's a continual journey of us growing and developing. But what I like to call this between where we are and our destiny and walking in the fullness of our destiny, I call this process. And it's a process of maturing that the Lord walks us through on our way to our destiny. And it's a place of struggle. It can be a place of darkness. It can be a like cave time or a desert or a wilderness. So it's it's not necessarily the the joyful place 
that we see as us, our, the image of ourselves or the picture that's been revealed to us of us walking in the fullness of our destiny. This is the dark place. This is the wilderness. This is the desert or dry place that we walk through that's necessary to walk through to walk into the fullness of our destiny that the Lord has for us. And we see this all throughout Scripture. We see it with Abraham, how he left his family, his people, to go in search of another land and, and the wrestle that he had with having having his child and having having an heir uh, to his purpose and his destiny that the Lord had shown him. We see it with Joseph where he he had those years in the as a servant as a slave in Potiphar's house and he was imprisoned for a, a series of years we see it with the israelites when they were in the desert and and just to note only two of them two people or two families uh Joshua and Caleb actually saw the destiny or the prophetic purpose that was declared over that nation and so that's why I'm really drawing this out as a topic which I think deserves weighted attention because we do have a, a great example in Scripture where the Israelites got into, they've left Egypt, they've got into the desert and they're starting to, and they've seen amazing miracles in Egypt. They they walked through the parting of the Red Sea. They were led by the cloud and by fire they were provided um their all their food and that was provided for in in the wilderness there yet they murmured and complained they saw miracle after miracle after miracle and we see that only two men or two families actually got to see the purpose of their destiny and that's that's a that's a big lesson for ourselves is how are we doing these desert wilderness cave time well we see it with king david where he had 10 13 15 years in the caves where he was he was having to run for his life and we also see it i i believe in jesus where he was uh where he, for the first 30 years of his life, we basically didn't hear from him. He had, he had a, a time of hiddenness and a time, let's say, in, in darkness. And that's not darkness in a negative sense, but a darkness where he's not in the, is not revealed of his purpose. And we also saw it with Paul when he went to Arabia. So I'll just draw that out that there's all throughout scripture, when we start to dig into it, we can see that there, that there is this purpose, this process, maturing time that the Lord walks uh, His servants through as He He develops in them, He trains them, He He shapes and molds them into people of character who can walk into the fullness of their destiny. And what I want to as i said connect the purpose of this and i think if we can understand the purpose of process it enables us to get a perspective that that empowers us to go through it does it mean that we avoid it uh not at all i don't believe so but i believe it allows us to have posture our hearts position our hearts to do process well and i think at times we can do it in a shorter time frame because we can work with the Lord hand, 
hand in hand rather than trying to fight it. And there's a, there's a big difference between the work of the cross of what the Lord's doing in our lives and maturing in the work of the enemy. And it does take maturity to discern the difference. And for example, if the Lord's working you through process, there won't, you does not really matter all the things that you can, um, you know, renounce and all the things you can you know, renounce what the enemy is doing. If it's the work of the cross with the Lord's purging and, and shaping and molding in our lives, that's, um, you know, that's very different from the work of the enemy. However, if we don't have the maturity or have people around us with a level of maturity to be able to discern the difference, it can be quite easily, uh, can be quite easily mislabeled as one instead of the other. So that is something I really do encourage people is to take a bit of time and have some good people around us to be able to discern the difference between the work of the cross and the work of the enemy in our lives and around our lives. And there's a wrestle that goes on for our destiny. There's, uh, I don't really see in Scripture where people have walked into the fullness of the destiny and sustained that without a wrestle to get there. But it's the wrestle that we go through that builds the strength which enables us to be able to sustainably walk in our destiny. So then there's a process of purging and learning and growing in move, going through the process uh, towards our destiny. So I want to first talk about four stages of growing up in God. And we see this in the New Testament where uh, there's different words or in the Greek that's used to describe children, and we can use the the description of children in the context of what we see in the natural of children, from babies that can't speak through to small children that are learning to walk and learning to talk, through to um, older children, to adolescents, to um, fully mature sons. So here we can use scripture plus what we know in the natural to be able to give ourselves an overlay a framework of how the lord works in our lives so we have in the new testament four words for the word for the word that we use in english four greek words for the words that we use in english for child children and son and each of these have different meanings so in Scripture, we may see the word children, 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 but when we look at it in the Greek, you can actually have a different word that's behind that, which actually describes rather than just saying children, which in an English language can represent a wide array of uh, ages from, from birth and beyond, whereas the Greek has four words, which actually gives a little bit more of a definitive breakdown when we read that in Scripture. In each of these stages which we go through, there's different... Um, there's different areas. We can be in different stages in different areas of our lives. It's not necessarily universal where we are fully mature in one area and then we're fully mature in all areas. We can be growing in different areas. And the, the, the there is grace and the Lord relates to us differently in each of these stages as we go through them. So the first stage we see in Scripture is called the nepios. 
And this is the real baby stage. This is almost like the pre-speech stage. So it's a, it's a baby. And we are, we all start off in different areas, uh, as in our walk in faith, we start off as complete babies. As, uh, as we learn new things or as the Lord exposes or pushes us into new areas, we, we go through, uh, a baby stage of, of not having understanding, of not being able to, uh, understand what's, what's what it is the Lord's necessarily training us or developing us uh, for. If we look at 1 Corinthians 3, 1, it says, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. And that's that's an example of the word nepios used there as infants, as babies in Christ, as nepios in Christ. Also in 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven. It says, when I was a child, that word nepios, which a baby, I used to speak like a baby as a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. So there, all those references to child in that verse is nepios, talking about a very, very young, young child, which needs a lot of care, needs a lot of attention. It needs to, it, it can't care for itself. It's unable to make decisions to be able to uh, prudently um, care for itself or protect itself. It, it needs guidance. It needs care. And that, that's okay as a Christian. We, we all have that stage and we don't want to be... T- necessarily too quick to chase after maturity and not allow the Lord to develop us in each of these stages and learning to be loved by the Lord as a as a baby, as a as a baby is loved and adored by their parents. Also in Galatians three sorry, Galatians four three it says, So also we while we were children, that word Nepios again, were held in bondage under the elemental things of this world. So there it's just talking about the young child, um, still, still very, very young, not mature. Ephesians 4.14, as a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness of deceitful scheming. And that word there in children, we are no longer to be children, is no longer to be uh, babies. And there is a, as we walk and as we age uh, and as we grow with the Lord, there, like, we, there is an expectation, just as in the natural, as a, as a, ch- as a young child starts to grow up, they're they ex- expecting you know, to start to feed themselves and learn to. Uh, bathroom train and there's different things and the Lord has the same thing as we're growing in this there is an increased level of responsibility that comes into our lives so the first one's called Nepios where scripture's talking about a very very young child the next one is Padion and that's talking about more of a young infant uh, to a young younger child that's walking and and getting around there, and it says in John twenty-one five. So Jesus said to them, "You do not have any fish, do you?" They answered, "No." It's so here we are. We've got this is where Jesus is uh, saying to the uh, saying to the disciples essentially that children you and he's using the word here, padion. So 
you know, you're still growing is, is a ref, is a way that this could be framed in this scripture. In 1 Corinthians 14 20, it says, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking, yet the, yet in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. So again, here we have seeing a little bit more responsibility that's, that's coming at this age as they're going as, as Paul's referencing here of do not, um, do not be children in your thinking. Start, start intentionally thinking mature. And then in John 2.13, it says, I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. And that last reference there, children, because you know the Father. That's again talking about Padion. So a, a, a child, a, an, an infant child who's walking in uh, that sort of age bracket. This concludes part one of this podcast and the second part will be continued in the next podcast. Blessings and Shalom.